0: Hey, welcome NFL football fans. It's that time again, time for another edition of NFL Football Talk. I'm your host, Charles E. Smith Jr. This is an Inside Sports production. And here we are, we're up to week four of the NFL. I'm sorry, I'm a big hockey fan and, you know, hockey is starting also. But this is all about the NFL. Almost to the quarter pole of the season here. And we've got some surprises to talk about. So without any further ado, let's get right into it. But as you know, I do not work alone here. I do enlist the help of the very, very best. So let me go ahead and introduce the man many of you already follow on Twitter, at Sports, and if not, you should be. He is a proud graduate of Rutgers University and my favorite East Coast intellectual. So here he is from somewhere in an undisclosed location in beautiful Southern California, the man of the hour, Chris Lardieri. Chris, what's up out there, man?
1: Charles, again, thanks for the great introduction. As always, not sure how proud I am to be a Rutgers grad after losing to Buffalo. Um, My good friend and Rutgers roommate, Stu, uh, pointed out on Saturday afternoon that uh, maybe Rutgers could beat the Bills, but as we learned Sunday, uh, the Bills are not even dead yet. So, uh, rough times for Rutgers football, to say the least.
0: Yeah, that's true, but you know, before we get into it, we gotta give some, uh, some credit here. Records are falling. Uh, not just Patrick Mahomes and what he's doing there in KC, but uh hey, how about Drew Brees? Six thousand three hundred and one completion that breaks that breaks the uh old record held by Brett Favre. But you know what, Mr. Favre, if you're worried about all your records falling, don't worry. I'm sure that forever you will hold the record for most career interceptions.
1: Yeah, a true gunslinger, and you gotta give the guy credit forcing the ball in there. I know a lot of people like to compare Patrick Mahomes to him, but uh you gotta remember Favre was a guy before a lot of these rule changes that favored the offenses and uh really tough as nails too and not afraid to to fling that ball into coverage.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you know, speaking of quarterbacks, uh Jimmy Garoppolo goes down for uh with a knee injury. He's done for the season for the San Francisco 49ers. And you know, we gotta give our condolences and maybe pour some out for all of the Bay Area fans there. The Raiders are 0-3. Uh, the Niners are now without a quarterback and looks like, you know, one and two. And probably it'll be a race to see who's going to get the number one draft pick. I mean, we're maybe looking at a pair of, what, uh, three and 13 teams when all is said and done.
1: I think if anything, they are going to be battling it out for the top pick. That'll be the most compelling football story in the Bay Area. But uh, look on the bright side, especially in Oakland. You've got the A's going to the baseball playoffs and you'll always have the Warriors. So uh, I'm not going to shed too many tears for them.
0: <laughs> there we go. So, what's more, more uh, uh, interesting after three weeks here—the fact that the uh, Chiefs, Dolphins, and the LA Rams are all three and zero undefeated, or the fact that the Houston Texans, Oakland Raiders, and Arizona Cardinals are zero and three?
1: I think they're equally surprising, but I'm going to lean towards the the former, especially given that your Miami Dolphins are three and zero. I mean, this is a team that the so-called experts were claiming in august and early september it could be fighting it out for the top draft pick how bad they were um ryan Tannehill was not going to be the same guy what is he nine and one in his last 10 games now um looks like he hasn't missed a beat for after tearing his knee last year uh while i do think it's surprising that the texans are oh and three um they're not a very good team and, and as for the raiders and cardinals i mean you look at them now objectively the raiders have completely gone in the tack, into the tank post khalil mack trade and uh you know, any team quarterback by Sam Bradford, uh, you know it's bad when, when a, the rookie coach of the Cardinals is pulling Bradford with two minutes left in a two-point game and throwing a rookie quarterback to the Wolves. So uh can't say I'm too, too surprised by those teams. But uh, look, I, I think the Chiefs are the story of the NFL right now. But like we've said many years on this show, Charles, uh, Andy Reid's a great September coach. Come talk to me in December.
0: Right, and that's I was uh, talking with someone else. In fact, Anthony Barbarin, who does our uh, basketball analysis here for Inside Sports. But I said, there's only one man who can stop the Chiefs. And the answer is...
1: Andy Reid and his clock management.
0: (laughs) Exactamundo. (laughs) I think I'm really shocked, though, with the... Not so much with Arizona, because I figured they would struggle this year. But with Houston and Oakland, though, and being winless and... The way that they're losing, though, and it looks like with Houston, yeah, Deshaun Watson. I hope he gets back whatever he lost because, uh, you know, he just does not have that explosiveness yet. And with Oakland, uh, they were, you know, they showed some of this in the in the preseason games. They were having trouble punching the ball into the end zone. But you think we look at. Gruden as a genius, so to speak, which he was all those years as an analyst on Monday Night Football because he watched all that tape and everything else. He should have had a handle on everything, but it just looks like a dumpster fire there in Oakland. And Houston, though, really, Houston still has that defense. So I'm really shocked about Houston being 0-3.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think at the very least, look, they played the Patriots tough, but I would have figured last week they'd beat Tennessee, which uh, apparently Mike Vrabel's uh, a great coach because – now that, that defense shut down the Jaguars. they beaten the the Texans. Um, not getting a heck of a lot of offense or quarterback play, but regardless, I still thought the Texans should have won that game, and I thought they should have beat the Giants at home. I mean, look, it's great. J.J. Watt looks like he's healthy. Again, he got three sacks, although I will say they didn't get a lot of pressure on Eli. I mean, he had all day to throw, which makes all the difference in the world, and uh, at the end of the day, uh, the, the calls for Eric Flowers to be benched, it, it's clear this guy – was a source of all Giants' offensive woes, right, Charles? But uh, no, it just looks like Clowney on the other side of the ball can't get going, and um, you can't rush the passer. It looks as though the the Houston secondary is easy to be picked apart in 2018.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But uh, just expected more out of those boys. So let's go ahead. And we're going to – you know, we got the different segments we do. We do our picks of the week. We take four of the more intriguing matchups. We give our prognostication on that, then also – uh, we have fantasy football tips coming up right here on NFL Football Talk and our Gambler's Delight pick for all those of you who enjoy putting a little bit of juice on these games. So we're going to get into those segments right after we hear from Mr. Lardieri. You always have a little bit of uh, wisdom for the football world. What you got for us today?
1: Yeah, being the uh, middle-aged curmudgeonly man that I am allegedly am or not, i uh, got a couple of rants this week. First and foremost, um, has Clay Matthews, gotten uh, another penalty yet I lost track I mean the guy's getting flagged every week I get that the rule was rewritten to to protect the quarterback namely his teammate Aaron Rodgers whose collarbone got collarbone got broken by uh by Anthony barr last year in Minnesota but this is ridiculous by no means is he pile driving quarterbacks or deliberately landing on them like Tony Siragusa to Rich Gannon back in 2001 but uh mm-hmm. it's out of control and you know the NFL just digs in and says it's the right call And it's really not. And something needs to be done. And short of what are we going to do? You know, have have pass rushers two hand touch the quarterback or just push them. I mean, it's really getting out of control. I don't fault the refs in this case. The rules are the rules. Yet again, all roads lead to Roger Goodell. They need to address this. Or uh, I I really think the the way defenses are going to be able to play football will be hampered. And, And look, I'm the first guy to say we got concussion issues in the NFL. Uh, They've been addressed. They continue to need to be addressed. This has nothing to do with concussions I think they've really taken the pendulum and swung it too far and then second of all the New England Patriots I love it yet again this year Everyone's writing them off an impressive win for the Detroit Lions not to take anything away from Matt Patricia uh, beating up on his his mentor Bill Belichick, but um, look the team doesn't have Julian Edelman Josh Gordon didn't play other than Gronkowski. There's really for no one to Brady to throw to The defense hasn't had stars on that side of the ball for a while, but I'm not going to write this team off. I don't think they're great. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. They're lucky that they play in the AFC East. That's a division that can be won at 9-7, and frankly, and uh, they get things going this week and beat the Dolphins. We're undefeated in an interesting game in Foxborough. Um, I think they could get things back together, especially with the return of Edelman. But uh, don't throw dirt on the Patriots yet, but at the same time, don't expect to see them
0: uh, in the Super Bowl come February. Yep. Yeah, there, there, you, there go. you go. OK, okay let's, let's get let's right into it here. So the picks, picks of, the of the week, we've got uh, four different games here we're going to pick. Last week, uh, Chris went 2-2. Two and two. I went 3-1. and
1: 3-1, and one, Charles. 3-1. You one. went
0: 3-1. and one. I'm sorry. You did pick Pittsburgh. That was the game you picked for Monday night. That's yeah, the game I missed. Ones. I picked Tampa Bay and you went against your Giants against Houston, whereas I went for the Giants, and that was the uh, the one that I had there. So we did pretty well last week. That's 75% according to my high school math, and uh, I'll take that any week of the year. So first game up, those Miami Dolphins undefeated. Going into uh, Foxborough, they're going to play the New England Patriots. The Dolphins beat the, uh, beat the Oakland Raiders last week, uh, 28-20, and then New England, of course, that lost to Detroit. Uh, What do we think about this one? Dolphins are a a six-and-a-half-point underdog, but playing well. And, hey, he's talked about Julian Edelman being out. He's going to miss this game also. He's not going to be back until the fifth game of the season, so that may work well for the Dolphins. Uh, How do you see this game?
1: Um, Yeah, I completely agree that Edelman will be missed. That said, uh, until the Dolphins can go into Foxborough and and win a game or really – give them a game, which I haven't seen done in a long time. I'm going to side with the Patriots. I don't know if it's stubbornness, if the fact that I believe in uh, learning something from history. Uh, That said, I expect this to be a snooze fest and a fairly ugly offensive game that may set the game back a few decades. But uh, that said, uh, I really don't know if Tannehill can go and win on the road. I mean, I think last week they had a few trick play and a few things bounce their way uh, in a win over Oakland. But uh, not to take anything away from your fins, but I'm going to go with the experienced Patriots, and uh, I, I think at this point, this is a telltale sign for this team. If they do lose to the Dolphins, uh, well, I do think they'll be in trouble. At least from a division perspective, they're going to be down one game to the pit to the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, there we go. So, Dolphins are three and Patriots at one and two right now. I'm going to go ahead and say this is the game. I think that uh, Dolphins. Things are finally going their way, even though they lost a couple of players off the defensive line. So they're going to have trouble getting the edge rush against, edge rush against Brady this week. But I like the way the Dolphins have been playing. And honestly, I think the Patriots at this point, looking at how, shall we say, depleted they are, really it's about uh, the mystique of the Patriots right now. And I think if the Dolphins can overcome that, they can pull the upset. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Dolphins in this game. And I, we're back. Okay. So, okay, we'll pick up where we left off. What was the last thing you heard about me talking about the Dolphins?
1: Yeah, I mean, let me just go to the next game, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so I'm picking
0: the Dolphins. (laughs) All right. So let's go ahead with the next game. Uh, Sorry for the technical difficulties, everybody. NFL football talk, and we're back. Charles E. Smith, Jr., Chris Lardieri. And uh, first pick, we split on that game. I'm going to take the Dolphins for the upset. Mr. Lardieri is going with the Patriots. Next game, Detroit Lions who are coming off that win over the Patriots, and uh, they're going to be in Dallas to face the Cowboys who are coming off a loss to Seattle. Uh, These are two two and one, or excuse me, one and two teams. Uh, It's desperation time, I think, for both of these teams. But really, I'm going to go with, as I said, I expected Dallas to struggle this season. I think that's going to continue. Uh, even though the Detroit Lions are a three-point underdog, I do kind of like the way that they're playing, and I think they'll be a little bit amped from that win over the Patriots. So I'm going to go with Detroit to go into Dallas and uh, take down the Cowboys. And the other thing with the Cowboys, Sean Lee, great linebacker, but he's uh, another injury that he's got there. I don't know if his body's just really made for playing football, which is the other part of being a great player. But, hey, sometimes the body just doesn't hold up. But I think there are problems there in Dallas, and it's going to be exposed again this week. I'm taking Detroit.
1: I'm going to agree with you, Matthew Stafford, going uh, back to his hometown of Detroit, Uh, combined with the fact I'm I'm glad you brought up Sean Lee. The Cowboys, I don't recall the exact number, have an atrocious record when Lee doesn't play. And then you look at what the Lions did. I guess uh, there's really no mutiny against Matt Patricia there. The defense played well. They actually had a running back go for over 100 yards for the first time in eons. I believe Reggie Bush was the last one. So it uh, looks like they're not as much of a one-dimensional offense as we thought. So uh, Lions is my pick as well.
0: There we go. We agree on that one. Let's get to the next game. And, hey, the 1-1-1 and Cleveland Browns are in Oakland to play the 0-3 Raiders. It's Baker Mayfield time for the Browns. He came in last week and uh, came in with a surprise win against the Jets. I Granted, granted the Jets are not exactly a juggernaut or anything, but hey, with a little luck, this Cleveland Browns team is 3-0. They are. uh, That's just how it is. So Cleveland going into Oakland. I'm going to say Oakland goes to 0-4. I like the Cleveland Browns. Wait, I like the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) I don't know when the last time was I said that. Maybe it was in the days of uh, Bernie Kosar or something. But I like the Cleveland Browns in this game. And, in fact, I – yeah, I have very little doubt that Cleveland's going to win this game, even though they, again, they are a three-point underdog. What do you think?
1: Uh, I'm going to agree with you. I, we hit on this last week. I really like the way the Browns' defense is playing. Kept them in that game last week against the Jets. I think Mayfield gives them an added dimension on offense that they didn't have before, as you saw, a completely different second half for that team. And uh, not always is Oakland a team in disarray. Uh, I'm not quite sure their defense can stop anyone right now. So... Uh, Words I'm gonna say that I've never thought I'd say in in decades. Uh, The Cleveland Browns could be on a
0: two-game winning streak. Is that right? (laughs) They very well could. So, hey, Cleveland Browns would go both going for them over the Oakland Raiders. Last game we're gonna pick the Baltimore Ravens. This is one of those. uh, Hey, you know what? There's three yards in a cloud of dust, blood and guts game. The Baltimore Ravens in Pittsburgh to play their division rival Pittsburgh Steelers. Ravens at two and one. The Steelers at one at one and one. The Steelers with the big win last week over Tampa, and uh, Baltimore with a big win over Denver uh, last week in Denver. So, what do you think of how do, how do you see this one?
1: Uh, I think it's gonna be a tough one. Whenever these two teams meet, classic backyard battle, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, defensive football, or you know. Late heroics, and I remember on Christmas a couple of years ago, the Steelers scoring a late touchdown. Uh, Joe Flacco versus Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I think it was interesting. The Steelers got back on track, especially offensively. Uh, I don't tend to like the Ravens on the road. I think they really threw a, a dud earlier this year in Cincinnati on Thursday Night Football. Going to go with the Steelers. Uh, I think everything's good for one more week. sans Levy on Bell, but uh, I, I just think that that offense kind of speculating at this point, but I do think that win over Tampa will help give them some momentum.
0: Yeah, I think so. And also the Steelers, from what I understand, they're finally listening to uh, listening to trade offers for Le'Veon Bell. So maybe that will mentally help the team get to the point and accept that they can't just be waiting for Superman. This is the team that's good. They're going to have to go forward with, you know, whether they make the playoffs, don't make the playoffs, go to the Super Bowl or don't. It's going to have to be this unit here And playing at home, I think that uh, kind of a load lifted here when they uh, can actually accept that Le'Veon Bell might not be coming back. Uh, I like the Steelers at home also.
1: Yeah, I think if anything, it'd be addition by subtraction. I don't blame the Steelers for
0: entertaining a trade. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so that's the uh, picks of the week. Now let's go ahead and get down to one of our favorite segments here, and that is our Gambler's Delight special. And what we do here is, uh, hey, We don't advocate that you gamble away your house payment or your kid's college fund or anything, but if you happen to be at a sports book, you got $20 burning a hole in your pocket. you got to have some juice on the game. Here's some good advice for you. Now, we both won our picks last week. Uh, Chris is the master of picking the underdog. I go with the over-unders. I went with the over on the Steelers in Tampa on uh, Monday night, whereas Chris went with the uh, New Orleans Saints game. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Oh, right? Yes. Outright. They were getting three.
0: Yeah. There we go. Okay, Chris, uh, you first. What have you got for us?
1: Uh, everyone knows I love underdogs, and there's nothing better than a home underdog, and I found myself one uh, this week after kind of an abyss of of opportunities last week. Thank you to the Saints, by the way. Going with the Denver Broncos at home on Monday night, big AFC West showdown against the, uh, the team with the greatest quarterback and the greatest offense in the history of football. If you listen to the so-called experts, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh the Broncos are getting five points at at home. If you can find five and a half, more power to you. Uh while not necessarily sure whether they win this game, that's a lot of points for a team that's got a stout defense and really plays well at home. Um, I do think the Chiefs have not faced the defense, the likes of this one with Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, etc. I do think they'll get some stops on young Patrick Mahomes. They'll stay in this game at the very least. They lose by four points or less. And uh ESPN will be happy to have another great Monday night thriller for their TV ratings, but uh, taking the Broncos plus
0: five That's my, uh, my my pick of the week. Okay, there we go Thank you, Mr Lardieri and for yours truly, you know, it's going to involve the same team that I picked last week the Pittsburgh Steelers now the uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh game the over-under is at 50.5 and those of you who know the history of that normally it's round 39 maybe 43 and a half or something, but really the uh, the Rams Vikings game they're getting they're over under is 49 and a half New Orleans at the Giants it's 50 points the only one that's higher than that is the Kansas City at Denver game and that's 55 so uh, thinking that the Ravens and Steelers are going to go for a shootout 50.5 points and we look at the last game the Steelers played they put up 30 on the Buccaneers but a lot of that was I mean there was a pick six in there. Uh, There was Fitzpatrick throwing a few interceptions and putting them on a short field a few times. So I don't see the Steelers or the Ravens really making running up and down the field. This is a game they really need. It's a division matchup. I think it's going to be played conservatively. So Steelers and Baltimore Ravens play the under. I'm saying under 50.5. And, hey, you can hopefully thank both of us next week.
1: I like it. These games are usually hard fought, close and uh, low scoring. So I can't fault your logic at all.
0: There we go. Okay, everybody. So there's our uh, gamblers delight picks and one final thing to go here. And that is for all of you who like that, uh, you know, draft, Uh, wait, I can't say that because they're not paying (laughs) me to say that on the air fantasy football advice from Mr. Lardieri who has been playing this for many, many years, Chris, you have the stage.
1: Thank you. Uh, an odd year in fantasy football, to say the least. Uh, you look now with Jimmy Garoppolo out, um, you're in need of a quarterback. I know in my league, uh team I'm, I'm actually playing this week had him and uh, had his choice of uh, the likes of Eli Manning out there on waivers. Look, I've, I've advocated for Andy Dalton. He's got his faults, but at least in fantasy football, he can score you some points. Unfortunately, he's probably gone in your league. So dare I say go out there in free agency. Look for a guy like Baker Mayfield. You need someone who's on a a sub for a bye week or you're stuck with Garoppolo, unfortunately, who's done for the year. You could do a heck of a lot worse than getting him. I'd actually like him over Ryan Tannehill because I think the Browns, while they've won a game, I don't think they're going to be a great team, and he may be slinging the ball a lot this season. Um, I think, too, there are two matchups this week. that We've got offensive players on either of these teams. I think you've got to be happy, and that's the Saints versus the Giants. Uh, not not known for their defense as either of these teams this year and then also uh, Cincinnati and Atlanta two teams where uh, they've been putting up a lot of points this year they've been throwing the ball you got any offensive players I know Calvin Ridley really and and, and Tyler Boyd emerged last week as receivers for those respective teams so got to be pretty happy if you have them um, another thing to keep an eye on the bye weeks have started in case you didn't notice this week the Panthers and the redskins are on by uh, a little trick i like to do being a uh being a old fantasy football player relatively speaking is uh If you see someone from either of those teams that someone's released or snuck out on waivers, this is the week you want to go grab one of those guys. You know, maybe it might be a a Redskins running back or the Panthers defense. Go pick them up on waivers, stash them for the rest of the season. And that's the key to fantasy football. There's not a lot of depth in these big 12 to 14 team leagues. Take a chance on a guy, stash him away. Hopefully he'll pay dividends later in the year. And then finally, you're in need of a defense this week. Two favorable matchups I like. Uh, The L.A. Chargers, who lost the so-called Battle of L.A. last week, Uh, they got lit up by Jared Goff. Um, Really didn't look good. The good news for them this week is they have the potential 2-14 team from the Bay Area, the 49ers, coming to the soccer stadium in Carson. Uh, I don't trust C.J. Beathard. I don't know about you, but that could bode well for the Chargers, D. And then, 2 you've got the Green Bay Packers. I like them. I know the Bills shocked the world by beating the Vikings in Minnesota last week, but I think they'll clearly have some mean reversion this week. Rookie quarterback Josh Allen's good for a few turnovers. So those are two potential defenses for you there. And uh, just kind of on a side note, you know, living here in L.A., uh, Jared Goff got lit up and the Rams got lit up. They traded up a a, a ransom of picks to get him. And honestly, the guys developed into not only a nice NFL quarterback, but – really a solid fantasy football quarterback as well. If you play in a league where he's out there or you can get him more power to you, because I think this Rams team with little competition in the NFC West are going to roll up some nice points this year. So uh, props to you, Jared Goff.
0: All right. There we go, Mr. Lardieri. And as usual, thank you for that advice. And by the way, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, if they get rolled up and smoked like a blunt here uh, Thursday in Los Angeles, they're definitely going to be taking center stage on next week's show because that'll put them what down at uh, at one and three, I believe. So
1: the be, uh, one, two, and one. Don't forget that one, great. Two, one.
0: Tie. That's right, the tie. Yeah. Yes, getting okay. like soccer
1: around here or hockey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. So uh, that's the show for you. Remember, uh, the show is NFL football talk every single week. You can find us on iTunes or if you get the Podbean app. On your smartphone, you can take us with you wherever you go. You can listen in the office, in the break room, or in your car on the way home. And remember, you can follow me on Twitter at the Inside Sports. Follow Mr. Lardieri on Twitter at Chris L Sports. And for Chris Lardieri, I'm Charles E. Smith Jr. Thank you for listening, and we'll see everybody next week.
1: Looking for an edge? The next time you take on your favorite video game,
0: look no further than Vitabrace high-performance gamer wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speed run or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale game, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace win with it